So we're so excited about the ministry and the word today and the word and in the spirit. I, a lot of times preachers talk about what we should do. And Steve Backlund, I don't know of anyone um, really that I've heard preach so well about who we are, not just what we should do, but who we are being. You know, the supernatural emotions of heaven, joy and peace and love resonating within us by the Spirit. Steve has, ability, has an ability to clarify and preach the truth in a way that sets us free to experience the infinite, infinite dimensions of those positive emotions that we will experience in heaven forever. I am so thrilled that he is a, and his team have agreed. I mean, you want to know a living proof of that. He's discipled these, uh, these interns of his that ministered so effectively last night to us, and they operated out of being, out of yeah. the, the supernatural joy and peace and love resonating in them last night. And we're going to have that imparted to us today. The truth is setting us free, friends. Give uh, Steve a warm welcome as he comes and shares today. Good morning, good morning, new song family. Someone just say, wow, wow, my, what a, what a great time of worship. I love coming up here. I, I travel a lot and become a spiritual wine connoisseur. I think I've shared this here before, but I want to do that again, just, mmm. Unique vintage here. <laughs> it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Isn't it just fascinating to taste of God's goodness through his people and through unique expressions of what the Lord is doing? And I love what's on Dan and Brenda's life and lives and what they carry and cultivate in the kingdom. And it's an honor to be a part of their lives and your lives and Medford. You're not too far from Reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't hold it against us that we're from California. <laughs> I know you're a forgiving people. <laughs> and so, yeah, just my team. Why don't you everybody stand if you're part of my team? And if you were here last night, you were blessed by them. I've got a couple more with me, and they're going to be released. Um, th just uh, their third year students. I I've got a couple staff members with me as well, uh, uh, Ash and Angela. Uh, the rest are third year students at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry uh, in, in Reading, and it's a very, it's a very um, international group. Let me see if I got everybody: Zimbabwe, Denmark, Ireland. Mexico, <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> got Illinois, <laughs> the great, the great country. <laughs> and they're serving me so well this year and just committed to just dedicate their lives, spending three years of their lives to be equipped uh, and, and to get immersed and, and, and to believe that uh, just believe revival and just it, it's it's here and it's going to increase 
And so what a, what a privilege. And just our, our, I'm on staff at Bethel Church and been there since 2008, working in the Bethel Leaders Network Department. And yes, and my wife and I, we have our own ministry, Wendy, uh, called Igniting Hope Ministries. And we have a mandate to ignite hope. That, that's our assignment. I was just looking over to, at this sign, and that sign made me happy. Hold fast to hope. Uh, because there's no hopeless circumstances, there's just people who do not have hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. God asked Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, he showed him a valley of very dry bones, and he asked him, hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? I'd like to know what you think. Because what you think is going to determine what I can do. Do you believe those bones have a good future? Ha, ha, ha. That's really, you know, the, my favorite definition of hope is this, is that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. And I met Jesus as a 19-year-old, and, and pretty much ever since I've met Jesus, there's always been good reasons why I should be pessimistic. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> I mean, there's always something going on, whether it's theological things or, or just uh, national things worldwide. There's always a reason why I should be pessimistic and, and why I should focus uh, on the dryness of, of the time I live in. There's always been a reason. The psalmist didn't say in Psalm 34, verse 3, oh, magnify the problem with me. <laughs> you know, I've been in some prayer meetings where the problem was so magnified that someone was explaining the situation. It got so big, it just magnified me right into unbelief. <laughs> I just, oh, man. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. We, we can't make the Lord any bigger than he is, but we can see him bigger. We can see him bigger. That's why fellowship, that's why coming, that's why I love worship and song and, and just even what we, we've experienced today. It's a magnifying of the Lord. It's, Whatever level we came in, that we, how big we saw God, we, we're seeing him bigger now. And I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. And he who has the most hope is the most influence. Hope's an unstoppable force. It's unstoppable. It, it's a... Uh, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, every, every great thing has a small beginning, but it's somebody who has hope. Somebody who has hope for their own lives. And, and I just, just release right now, just um, even, it's already been happening, but just an increase of hope. An increase of that. And, 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 and being excited about our future. That's one of the fruits of hope, is being excited about the future. 
And just obviously, you know, with what's going on in society right now, what we're facing and all, all the stuff that wants to come at us, that, that's getting challenged. But, but I, I see that we are a Joshua and Caleb people, not a 10 spy people in this room. Numbers 13, I mean, uh, there, there was a lot of problems. They were called giants. Uh -huh. The 10 spies, they magnified the problem. Yep, there's a lot of ites in that promised land. Hittites, Canaanites, Jebusites, they're all there. We even saw the sons of Anak there. They, they, talked, they, they talked themselves right into unbelief. But Joshua and Caleb, uh, they had a different spirit. Just say, I have a different spirit. They didn't deny that there, there were problems. They just believed in a God bigger. Let us go up at once. We are well able to overcome it. Just say, we are well able to overcome it. Say it again. Say it louder. God has us alive right now because he believes in us. For such a time as this. And I, I know, I mean, just the people here, people watching, even, even on, on, on television, the people listening to the recording, that, that yeah, we're, we've been like boxers in a boxing ring, boom, you know, getting uppercuts, COVID, you know, reports, and even some things that have nev negatively affected our lives, and just division, vaxxers, no vaxxers, and yeah, just all this stuff. <laughs> Let's just laugh at all that. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Let's get this stuff off us. <laughs> but for such a time as this, we're, 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 some of us hit the canvas, went back to our corner, thinking we can't go on. But the Lord is, the Lord is releasing, he's already been doing it, releasing fresh grace. And I love not only hope, I love, I love joy, because wherever you find true hope, you're going to find joy. Yeah. Romans 15, 11 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You become this hope abounder. Yeah, it's called the Tigger anointing. <laughs> I used to have symptoms of the Eeyore anointing. <laughs> Nobody wants Pastor Eeyore. <clears throat> yeah, welcome, everybody. I'm Pastor Eeyore. <laughs> and I'm in part 85 of my series... Why things are only going to get worse. <laughs> and the main point of my message today is keep watching the news. <laughs> Feed on that as much as you can, and then you'll become realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happening in the front row.
<laughs> we don't deny it's been hard. We just don't call it hard. Because the moment we call it hard, that becomes the stronghold. That becomes bigger than anything the devil's doing. And just, yeah, the whole joy piece. I mean, I found this out. There's no convenient time to be radically joyful. I've never found a time. Yep, it's all lined up. Yep, don't have any personal weaknesses. I'm battling all, none of those. All my relationships are just going wonderfully. <laughs> don't have any financial pressures. Yep, uh, I'm only hearing good news in the media. <laughs> I'm agreeing with everything that everybody's doing around me, government and the church. Yep, everything's just right. Now it's time to be joyful. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> there's never, there's never a time that's all set up. Whew. I mean, Paul's in jail. Philippians four. He says, "Rejoice in the Lord." What? Always. I mean, he, he's in a very negative situation. And, and just the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. I got a lot of stuff going on right now. And, and, and I need strength. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So thank you, Lord, just for even a breakthrough in joy. A breakthrough. And I understand there's, there's seasons of mourning. There's, but I remember in 1 Samuel 16, God says to Samuel, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? He tells the great prophet, how long, First King, how long are you going to mourn for that which didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen? How long? And, and rise, he said, rise up, fill your horn with oil. Get up. Get some Holy Spirit in you. Get refilled. And go to Jesse's house. I got an assignment for you. Just say, God's got an assignment for me. God's got an assignment for me. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. I mean, I... I a lot of you know I like to laugh at lies. Because <laughs> lies sound really real in the darkness of our thinking. <laughs> but they're laughable when you bring them out to the light of language and words. And it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Someone go, rah, rah. Ah. We demolish argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every what? Every demon captive? Oh, every thought. Oh. <laughs> every thought. And one of the ways to disempower uh, or strongholds which are created by believing lies is to laugh at the lies <laughs> creating them. Laughter is a weapon because to laugh you have to let go of something. Right. 
<laughs> I've been married to my wife, Wendy, over 40 years and love each other, best friends. And, but we still don't always agree with each other. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> but we're not agreeing, especially when I think she's really wrong. I'm not laughing. Because <laughs> if I laugh, she'll think things are okay. Things are not okay around here. <laughs> Wendy, I'm a victim of you. <laughs> My joy depends on your behavior. <laughs> Just look straight ahead, everybody. <laughs> Just look straight ahead. <laughs> Wendy, for me to walk in biblical joy, I need you to be doing what I think you should be doing. <laughs> How many know when I finally laugh, though? <laughs> Woohoo! I've let go of that thing. Whatever that thing was, whatever I was trying to pull out of my relational toolkit. <laughs> Anger, manipulation, frustration. Because you can't hold on to those and laugh at the same time. You're going to let go of one or the other. And I know we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep. But, uh, and, but laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon. It's a powerful weapon. The family that laughs together stays together. Because if you can laugh together, you've let go of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Leadership teams that laugh together stay together. <laughs> so I'll just give you some of the devil's all-time favorite lies. I'll throw in a couple seasonal lies as well. <laughs> and let's just do an experiment and laugh, okay? It says in Psalm 2, 4, he who sits in the heavens laughs. And he's laughing at what his enemies are saying and playing. Let's start off with just this one of the devils. I think it's probably his top five lie. I hear this regularly, and it's a, it's a, let's just really laugh at it. You guys ready? Yep. You are a failure. <laughs> Here's another of his favorites. This is a good one. God is not going to provide for your needs in the future. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> Here's a good one. <clears throat> Medford, Oregon is an impossible city for worldwide revival to break out from. <laughs> As a matter of fact, God doesn't even like Medford. <laughs> I 
Here's a lie I camped in for about a decade. Sometimes it still, still feels true. <clears throat> there is something uniquely wrong with you. <laughs> Here's a good one. God loves you, but he does not like you. Now I'm concerned about this section. <laughs> concerned about that row. We might need more ushers. <laughs> this section looks pretty good, though. Decent and in order. <laughs> favorite lies. <laughs> Laughter in the church is from the devil. <laughs> A merry heart is good like what? Medicine. Whoo! Man, I tell you, you know, I heard a study that uh, little children laugh on average of 400 times a day, and the same study said adults laugh only 15 times a day. And Jesus said, unless you're converted to become as a little child, you're not going to enter the kingdom. And there's so many things of kingdom life that we can't enter into unless we become childlike, not childish. <laughs> You know, when I'm in a meeting and my cheeks hurt right here, <laughs> it's just good. Because laughter cleans out the pipes. It does. It cleans out the pipes. Uh, I have a difficult time trusting the perspective of any Christian who doesn't value laughter. Because cause it is. It lets go of things. It is our strength. It, it is our medicine. It, it's our uh, merry heart, Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart is good like medicine. And so for me to be spiritually, emotionally, and physically healthy, part of my plan is laughter. Ha, <laughs> 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 
as I get more into my message. <laughs> I want to I talk about the, the power today of transformation. Yeah, you know, I, I love I love just uh, the fact that we can change. Just say I can change. I can change. I, I'm not I'm not predestined or pre-programmed to a certain level uh, in my life. Uh, my life, he, God didn't predestine me with a bunch of limits. He didn't say, "Well, I'm going to make Billy Graham a level ten Christian and Steve just a level three. Let's laugh at that. Uh -huh. No, he's an equal opportunity God. He's, he's no respecter of persons. He's an equal opportunity God for people, for families, for churches, for cities. And, and he, he basically says, hey, you know, uh, uh, what, just uh, whatever you believe is possible. Someone just say no limits. No There's a fascinating verse in, in Hebrews 10, 14, where it says, uh, by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. By one offering, he has perfected forever, say forever, forever, forever those who are being sanctified. Yeah. And what's so powerful about that is when we become born again, uh, we, we become perfect forever at that moment. Just say, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Uh, I, I, and I'm perfect in righteousness. I'm perfect in being loved. I'm perfect in protection. I'm perfect in power. I'm perfect in wisdom. But, but sanctification is the process of getting into our experience who we already are. It's not, I'm not trying to uh, uh, be a stronger Christian. I'm, I'm trying to get out of me what's already in me. I'm not trying to say, God, give me the gift of miracles. No, I'm already perfect in miracles. I've already been perfected forever in miracles. But, but sanctification is a process of getting into my experience who I already am. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly righteous, but sanctification is getting that into my lifestyle, into my decision-making. And there's two main ways that God causes us to become sanctified, to get changed in, in, in our lives. And, and it comes from a Greek word, uh, metamorpho. <laughs> and metamorpho is a word that's translated in the English Bible four times. And two times... It's translated when it says transfigured. And this is deep waters. Just, just work with me here. <laughs> it, it's transfigured. Jesus was up on the mountain, and, and he was transfigured. I mean, he, his face shone. It, it, was a, it was a supernatural manifestation of who he really was, of who he really was. And, and the... The verse metamorpho is in two other places. One, which I'll spend a little more time at the end, is Romans 12, 2, where it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, be metamorphosed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to see, you're going to get transfigured. You're going to be transformed. And transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. Now, surrendering our heart is vital, 
But it's in the surrendering of the beliefs that we actually will see transformation. Let, let's just laugh at this lie, by the way. Romans 12, 2 is a, a mistranslation. What it meant to say <coughs> is be transformed by trying harder. <laughs> let's give an extra laugh on that. The reason this isn't working, the reason you're not seeing breakthrough is because you're not doing the right thing. Ha uh -huh. Now I'm all for doing the right thing, but even to do the right thing, we've got to believe the right thing before we can do the right thing. But I'll come back to that. The other verse where it's found is in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Where it says this. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Yeah. Woohoo! That fires me up. And again, it talks about sanctification. It's not an instant zappage, it's from one degree of glory to another. We're in process. Just say, I'm in process. I'm, in process. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm believing God for more. Even today, there's going to be a new, new degrees of glory that's going to be manifested. Now, what's so amazing about this, and you compare this to Romans 12, 2, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, we're transformed by beholding his glory. Two main ways to see this sanctification process happen within our lives. Two main ways to actually see change in us and through us. And usually we're, you know, we're, we're probably going to tend to lean to one side or, or another. We're either going to be lean more towards the mind renewer or a beholder. <laughs> now I tend to more focus, lean towards mind renewer. And my wife tends to lean more towards being a beholder. <laughs> and, you know, we, my wife wouldn't be the kind we were pastoring. It, you know, we passed senior pastor for 17 years. She'd be the kind that would say, hey, uh, Steve, I don't think we need a sermon today. I think we should just worship and just behold his glory. Because <laughs> I know we don't need another message. We need an encounter. <laughs> and my, my younger self would have, would have, during the worship service would have said let's get this stuff over so we can get to the good things ha <laughs> let's get this feely you know fuzzy stuff over so we can we can get to the word <laughs> the truth that makes us free <laughs> but we need both. We need to be a, a, a radical mind renewer and a radical beholder. Because if you're, if, you're if you're just a mind renewer without being a beholder, you're probably not going to be in touch with your emotions. You're probably going to be into formulas. And you're going to devalue encounters. You're going to devalue the power of one encounter can have. 
But if you're a beholder without being a mind renewer, you're probably going to be more captive to your emotions and thinking that everything you feel is true. We need both. And because if we're all, all word and no spirit, we dry up. If we're all spirit and no word, we blow up. <laughs> it's wafting over this section. <coughs> Concerned about this section now. <laughs> But if we're a word and spirit, we grow up. We grow up. And just, I mean, just even when COVID started, my travel basically stopped. And, it, you know, what seemed like a negative turned into a positive in so many ways. By the way, I, I released Romans 8.28 over all of you. All things work together for good for those who love God and are the call according to his purpose. If it's not good yet, he's not done working on it. But as it started with COVID, I just said, now we got a walking trail at our house about a quarter mile. And I said, I'm going to start, you know, it's just getting revelation on beholding. And I would do morning walks out there, kind of mind renewal things. And then in the evening, uh, I would do be beholding his glory walks. Just go out there with worship music playing in my ears and just take an aspect of God. Because it basically says that what this, this verse, it says, and we have with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. It's whatever aspect of God that we're beholding, we get transformed into that image. In the 80s, there was a man named Larry Lee who's, who had a great prayer ministry where he took the Lord's Prayer and he taught us how to pray 10 minutes on six aspects of the Lord's Prayer. And I remember one of them was, was hallowing his name. We'd spend 10 minutes hallowing his name. And I'd be walking around my church or my house, I'd ask my 10 minutes to hallow his name. Jeho so I'd go Jehovah Jireh. I'd take that, my provider. I would worship him as Jehovah Jireh. I'd thank him. I'd thank him. You're the one who meets all of my needs. You meet my emotional needs. You meet my relational needs. Thank you. I, 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 I hallow your name. I behold the glory of that aspect of your nature. And what's so powerful is I get transformed into that image. And I become, I become provider for other people. I become the provider for people's emotional needs. I become a provider for all kinds of things because I I behold his glory as in a mirror, that aspect. And even today, I was, it's kind of it was funny, I was thinking, I, 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 we were saying about him being the beautiful one. I was thinking, man, and I, I, was, I was just worshiping him as the beautiful one. And then I got, wow, that's exciting because I get to be more handsome now. Ha, <laughs> ha, <laughs> Someone's going to take, going to run with that one. <laughs> Start a whole new youth movement. Restoring our youth as the eagles. I got the secret! But this beholding is so, so powerful. And 
And I just say thank you, Lord, just for even in our own secret place times, even during our own corporate worship, thank you that you're releasing a fresh thing. I, I sense it in my spirit. You're releasing a fresh grace on us to just uh, uh, to activate our emotions in, in intimacy with you and also to just be, begin to see you as you really are. All the attributes, a wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace. You can just go on and on. The good shepherd, you know, the, the one full of wisdom. You can take every aspect of the nature of God. And you, as you behold him, you, you begin to sanctify yourself. You begin to get into your experience who you are because all of what he is, it's in you as well. You've been perfected in that area. And then it, it, just even coming back to mind renewal, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It, it's, uh, I used to only renew my mind with my feelings and past experience. Because on one level, mind renewal, I mean, no, I know Romans 12, 2 is talking about it in the positive. But on one level, mind renewal is whatever we consistently come into agreement with. Whatever I put my inward amen, and a lot of those inward amens are, are unconscious. They're not even conscious. I mean, it could be as simple as um, I don't remember names well. Let's just laugh at that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I can agree with, I, I have an experience. I don't remember names well. Yep, amen, I create an identity on my, oh, I'm the one who doesn't remember name well, well, amen, yep. I renew my mind with that lie, oh, yes, amen. <laughs> then I transform my future to not remembering names well, even at a worse level. <laughs> See, I told you so. <laughs> it's true. The Lord says, yeah, it's true for you, but it's not truth. <laughs> it's true for you because all you do is renew your mind with your experience and your feelings. And you, you, you come into agreement with that. I mean, listen, this thing about mind renewal, it's a, it's a radical thing. It's radical. It's war. The, the warfare is in our minds. The greatest warfare is not against the devil. I'm not discounting the need to deal with the devil, but the devil's not our biggest problem. What we think is our biggest problem. The battlefield is in the mind. I declared war in my mind about 30 years ago, and there's been no ceasefire. <laughs> when I heard the quote by Francis Frangipan in the book, The Three Battlegrounds, one of the battlegrounds is mine. When I heard the quote, where he said, every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope, say glisten with hope. <laughs> every area of your life doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. When I heard that quote, that, that blew my life up. It blew it up. And, and I said, then, okay, because I got a revelation that if I wasn't having hope in an area, then I was renewing my mind with a lie. Whatever area of my life I didn't have hope in was the result of me renewing my mind with lies. And, and when I first heard that, that was every area of my life. Because this is in the early 90s. I'm, a, I'm pastoring a small church in Nevada, and I have hardly any signs that I'm a success. 
I have all kinds of signs I'm a failure. Let me share with you some, and then you can just you can laugh after each one. <clears throat> I had a non-successful car. <laughs> I had a non-successful salary and bank account. <laughs> My hair was starting to get non-successful. <laughs> <laughs> my church size was not successful. My home, which was an old uh, single wide trailer sitting next to the church called the Parsonage, was not successful. <laughs> and it was in that season, the Lord, um, uh, uh, what I'm teaching today, that's the season that, that the Lord showed me about the power of renewing our minds and the power of speaking life because one of the main ways we renew our mind is by declaring what he is saying, what his promises are saying, what my biblical identity is in him. I'm out there hardly influencing anybody. And he says, uh, he, he, had, uh, he said, Steve, I want you to start saying to yourself, you radically influence nations. Why don't you say, I radically influence nations. Now, when I first started saying that, it was ridiculous. And my strongholds and my thinking said, no, you can't say that. You can't get your hopes up that much because it's not true for you. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> By the way, those who renew, renew their minds that they radically influence nations will transform their future to radically influencing nations. It'll work for everybody. Let's laugh at this, but it probably won't work for you. Because uh -huh. there's something uniquely wrong with you. I mean, it's war. It's, I just, I, the I can just tell you, it, it, it's, I mean, you look again at 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, the most quoted spiritual warfare passage in the Bible about pulling down strongholds. It's, it's, not, it's talking about our thinking. It's pulling down strongholds. It's an aggressive act. I'm going after the thinking in my mind that's not filled with hope. I'm going after it. I'm not just passive about it. Well, I hope I feel better tomorrow. And I know, hey, there's, get, get help, get counsel, get prayer, but, but the, go after what you believe. It says we demolish arguments. Demolish is an aggressive thing. It's like bringing a sledgehammer to it. I'm bringing a spiritual sledgehammer of God's word to pessimism, unworthiness, insecurity, inferiority, all the things that all of us battle, every single one of us, feeling less than, feeling powerless, you feel those things, welcome to the club. Welcome. Because those are the giants. That's what we all get to kill. We all get to kill it. And we kill it with a word. Ephesians 6, 17 says, Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's called a sword because we're supposed to kill something with it. Ha, <laughs> ha. Kill the, kill the lies. Kill, 
kill kill the giants that, that, that are standing there. And, and, and just even today, you know, it's, it, it's, it's like getting our hopes up is risky business. Because if I get my hopes up, I might be disappointed again. It's risky, isn't it? But there's two ways to live. You can live a hopeless life and never be disappointed. Someone say boo. Boo. <laughs> or a hope-filled life with occasional disappointment. Say yay. Yay. And so I love the fact that I can change. You can change. I love the fact that, uh, that there's, there's no limit to what God can do in us and through us. There's no limit to the level of transformation. And I even just even this morning just see the Holy Spirit radically just releasing an impartation. It says Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12 I see the Lord releasing grace. We're f he's finishing how we think and our beliefs. And, and, and there's great people in this room. Man, there's people who have already done outward great things. But I've got good news for you. You ain't seen nothing yet. There's others of you just on the beginning of the journey, man. You're just, you just maybe just got saved or you're just coming back or, and you're in a place, man, where your past is, is just seems so big. I'll tell you this. Nobody's past can stop them, but current beliefs can. Nobody, the past doesn't have the power to block our future. But the conclusions that we made about ourselves based on the past, that can block our future. There's people in this room. There's inventors in this room. There, there, there's leaders. There's influencers in the educational realm that are in this room. There, there's miracle workers in this room. There's people who bring healing to families and relationships in an incredible way. There's evangelists. There's prophets. There's pastors. There's teachers. There's apostles in this room and within the sound of my voice. And, and here, here's the thing. When we break off the lie that it couldn't be us, let's just laugh at it. It couldn't be you. I remember I just realized, I've been lied to. I've been lied to. I've been lied to by my feelings and my past experience my whole life. And that's where I got most of my beliefs. I said, you know, I've been lied. When that thing, when I got that revelation, I don't deny my feelings. I just don't get my beliefs from them. I don't deny the past. I just don't get my beliefs from it. And when I got that revelation, something happened. And it's, it's already happening in so many we got a bunch of resources out there, books. i got a, a new version of Victorious Mindsets out there and uh, just children's books on renewing the mind. And, yeah, I just uh, thank you, Lord, just for 
even, even this moment right here. Thank you for a new song, the people here, visitors who are here today, people who are watching the broadcast. I thank you that you brought every single person. It's, it's divinely into the sound of the worship today and everything that's going on, including this message. And I thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. I thank you for breakthrough in beholding. I thank you for breakthrough uh, in renewing the mind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. I thank you that you said in Hebrews 10, 14, by one offering, you have perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Thank you that the, the beholding and the mind renewal is the key activators of the sanctification process of getting into our experience who we already are. Thank you for that. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for this. I've just opened this up a little bit this morning. Thank you that you're going to take it and you're going to give revelation at a level that's going to be powerful. It's going to bring breakthrough. It's going to bring transformation. It's going to bring metamorphosis. <laughs> My team in a moment is going to release a word over you. If you receive this, uh, this word today, just say, I receive it. Receive it. I'll, never be the same again. I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me today. It was, it was supernatural. It's going to increase. And it's going to influence the nations. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Give a Yes. Woohoo. Wow, wow, wow. All right. We got one thing we're going to do in the end here that's going to be really fun. I asked the team if they'd take Medford, each letter of the word Medford, and tell you who you are here in Medford. Come on up, team. Let's line up. We'll put the M right here. And then all the way down to the D. <laughs> you guys ready for this? I don't know. Can they see? Do they need to be in a different spot for the camera? Or can they see all the way over there? They're good? All right. Thank you. All right. So this is Ash. She works for me. The rest of the, uh, let's see. I'll just tell you real fast. Hopefully I can remember. <laughs> Ash, Patrick, Debbie. Rachel, Priscilla, Shelter, and Angela. Yeah. Thanks for moving on, guys. All right. Go, Ash. Great. Well, what I heard from Medford is that you are marathon runners. <laughs> you are marathon runners. You are not here for the short-term vision, but you're here for long-term vision. That you're not running a sprint, you're running a marathon. And I heard uh, the verse in Hebrews chapter 12, at the right, right at the beginning. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And that's who you are. You are running a long-term marathon. And I believe that what you carry is generational, that it's not just for you, but it's actually for your children and their children and their children and their children, and that what you carry will go on. It will be passed down. Yeah, Medford, you are a city of excellence. Uh, just as kings and queens traveled from far and wide to see the wisdom and riches of King Solomon and 1 Kings chapter 10, many will be drawn to you. 
You excel in riches and wisdom. God is giving this church and its community great love, revelation, and power to show the excellence of the kingdom of God on this earth. Yeah. Medford, you're a city of divine design. 1 Corinthians 2.12. It's a safe haven for families and children, a community of entrepreneurial minds and innovative ideas and inventions. I see inventions and ideas coming from this, this town that is going to change how the United States is run. Um, Medford, you're a city of forerunners. Um, I, I see the city just, and you guys being people who go with forethought, and you're just filled with faith and fueled by love. And I see what you do is done through motivation of love. And just as Debbie was saying, as I was praying, it was like you're innovating things which are going to affect this nation and surrounding nations. Manford, you are a city of oh, because people are coming and they're going to be surprised of the wonders of the Holy Spirit that they're going to start happen on, um, from here until a long, a long, a long time. So they're going to be really surprised. Oh. Medford, you are a city of revolutionaries, reformers, and reconcilers. You carry the ministry of reconciliation according to 2 Corinthians 5, drawing the loss to the heart of the Father. People who spend time in the city encounter Jesus, have their lives completely transformed, and leave with clarity and vision for the future. Their time in the city is pivotal for them, impacting the nations. And the last day, I heard that Medford is a city of divine deliverance. Yay. Divine deliverance. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, it says, And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. You guys have power and you guys have authority. And he is sending you out. To proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. Yeah, give it up for these powerful releasers. And I just want to, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can scan that thing on there and it should come up to a website on your phone. Just put your camera on it. Keep, don't click, just have it on there. And I do a weekly podcast. If this type of message you want to get on a regular basis, that is available to you in a whole bunch of online courses. We've, since I was with you last, we've actually started the Igniting Hope Academy, and we've got nine courses on there already. That's powerful, and it's just a big thing. And then the latest book I wrote is called The Culture of Empowerment Business and Organizational Version, and it takes my book, it's how to build big people, takes the book, uh, I wrote it with my brother, Dr. Phil Backlund, the other Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, this is um, just really trying to reach into the non-Christian world as well with biblical principles. And who's a businessman in this, or businesswoman? Yeah, just uh, third row from the back. Can you help shelter? Yep. And then this book, Declarations. It's right there. Yeah. This is uh, Unlocking Your Future. You want a practical book on mind renewal, this is, this is a good one. 
Uh, I want to, yep, you want to, sir? <laughs> Anyhow, while we bless you, we love you. It's going to be a great time with the team. Thank you, Dan. Let's stand up. What I'd like to do is have the team just uh, line up, spread across the front here. And if you would like a short prayer, we have to, we're starting a seminar in about 15 minutes. And so there can't be like extensive prophetic or extensive healing. But you know, these young people carry something, an apostolic anointing that um, God has raised up at Bethel Church in Reading. It's not a church that... It's not a church that has a movement. It's a movement that actually has a church involved with it. It's a global movement, and it's an international dynamic to it. So there's something real special here that if you'd like a healing prayer or an impartation of blessing or a, a, just a, a one-sentence prophetic word, we want to respect the fact that we've got a time issue because the seminar is starting here pretty soon, but we also are recognizing that a lot can happen in just a moment as well. We'd like to ask with regard to uh, the students and also Steve, you're welcome. Uh, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to come up and shake hands with Steve and um, thank him. Um, but uh, this is not the time to share with him your, you know, your whole story because you can email that to him if you want. But, uh, but we want to have as many people as possible get to say thank you and shake his hand if you'd like to do that. But uh, let's keep the conversation for the sake of everybody else is the point, okay? We want to thank you for coming today. We love you and appreciate you being here. And we just uh, so appreciate what God has done today. And... Remember, God loves you and he's with you and all this wonderful experience that we had in the Word today. It, it, it's only getting better. It's going to only get better for us all. God bless you and we'll be dismissed now. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>